You have to clap? No. Okay. <laughs> We've had a clap in the past, so. It doesn't feel right, man. Wait, then. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the newest edition of the Right Stuff Anime Podcast. I am Thomas Breckenridge. I am the merchandising manager. I'm Quinn, the merchandising coordinator. I'm Chris, also a merchandising coordinator. I'm Will. I'm a marketing coordinator. Yes, you are. <laughs> the social media guy. And we yeah. have somehow found time in our very busy week getting ready for the birthday sale oh. to find time to <laughs> talk to all of you wonderful people out there about the goings on here at Right Stuff. A little bit of news, what we've been watching, some things that will be going on. So to kick off, we'll talk about the thing that everybody was talking about on Twitter over the weekend. And that was Evangelion is now streaming on Netflix and no matter what, it's never going to be good enough for anyone. Right. Um, Just never going to be good, says the one outlier person. Yeah, well, I kind of wish it was one outlier, but uh, people were unhappy with some of the translations. Um, some people were very upset that the ending theme is no longer the same. I need me some flying to the moon. That was what bummed me out the most. Um, yeah, it was... I, it was a weekend I was excited to see what everybody who had never experienced Evangelion's like, takes would be on it. Instead, I felt like I was bombarded with everything that was wrong with it. <laughs> um, everybody here, have, have you seen Evangelion? Way, way, way back, and not the new one. So I'm going to have to probably leave this to you guys. Okay. Yeah, same. I, I watched the original series back when it first ran. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to catch like the first couple episodes, but I was busy preparing mm-hmm. for the rest of the podcast. Uh, so I, oh, yeah. I ended up having to not finish it. But so did you, you've caught a couple of the new episodes on Netflix then, Will? Uh-huh. What do you think of the dub? If you watched the dub? I, I haven't seen the original okay. dub. I did see the rebuilds with, like, the original voice cast. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, you know, I mean, a dub's a dub, I guess. <laughs> it does the job, and it mm-hmm. gets people who can't stand subtitles to watch it. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. As a person who prefers sub most of the time, the dub was, you know, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I just prefer the voice acting of the Japanese most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, to me, it always kind of flows a little bit better having the original Japanese. And I going when I went to school, I, I studied film, and we were always kind of made to watch it the way it was originally mm-hmm. intended. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So watching foreign films, we always watch subtitles. So that's kind of how I got into that. Um I, I listened to a little bit of the dub. I thought it was okay. It, it was all right. They, uh, I thought they did a little bit better job with Shinji. Like I think the original dub actor for Shinji was very like. <laughs> oh, you mean this guy? And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting the robot. <laughs> See, I liked Shinji, and and the new voice. It took a little while to get used to, but I did get used to it. I, mm-hmm. I only watched the first two episodes of the new dub. Yeah. So, but. I originally, I really liked the original uh, voice actress. I can't think of her name. Dub actress for uh, Misato. Um, I thought she was really, yeah. really good, and I, I didn't really like the new one for that. Um, uh, the the cry me to the moon thing. I don't know. You just I just tell people to cry over it. Uh, it could be worse. They could have <laughs> not got the opening that everybody loves. <laughs> yeah, and is like probably one of the most famous anime openings of all time. Like, I I could I could see people being upset by that. I mean. I saw a lot of people saying that if you skip the if you ever skip the intro, which Netflix allows you to do for Evangelion, <laughs> that you're not a true fan. No, you're doing Never. so. 
But yeah. one, one thing that I will mention that bothers me a little bit about it is, like, Flight Beam to the Moon was almost like a palate cleanser, because, slight spoiler for those of you who haven't seen the show, it gets very messed up as you get further into the show, and sometimes, like, very jarring endings. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to always just finish with, like, that nice jazz standard and be like, okay, life is okay, we'll make it to the next episode, everything's going to be fine. And now they've replaced it with some tense, dramatic music from the show. I think I saw it was like Ray's theme or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're still on edge. And you're just like, I don't know if I can take another episode. <laughs> so it just, I feel like it just shifts the mood of mm-hmm. the show a lot. And maybe they could have just gone with something lighter to sort of at least keep the vibe consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that's what bugs me the most. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and uh, there's a couple of translation things. I'm not going to get into it because I, I think we'd end up talking about it forever. But um, I, Evangelion is one of my favorite uh, series of all time. It's kind of the reason I got back into anime when uh, we I had a, I was lucky enough to have a class that actually taught Evangelion in college, and that kind of got me into it and all the themes and stuff like that. So I, I'm hoping after a lot of the hatred kind of dies out for all the things that people are not liking, uh, I can start seeing some responses to people who've never experienced mm-hmm. before and just kind of see how they feel about it in our new time and stuff like that. So. Give it a couple weeks for the kids to start memeing it, and then we'll see how things settle out. Yeah. Start memeing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in the news, uh, this is kind of a little while ago, but uh, Square Enix has announced that it's going to start publishing manga in America through Penguin Random House. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, at first, I thought it was just going to be like the Final Fantasy titles, mm-hmm. and I was just like, uh, you know, I I like Final Fantasy, but I don't know if I take time out to read mangas or light novels for. But they're also going to be licensing some of the stuff from Japan, mm-hmm. including High School uh, High Score Girls, which was on Netflix, and A Man and His Cat, which um, is a series I've always wanted to read. I like animals, so mm-hmm. like anything that relates. And I believe this is a series that has to do with the an older gentleman that adopts a cat and their relationship together. Um, and the cat is also older as well. Um, ah. Have you... Well, I'm just thinking of the anime that was airing, the, uh, My Cat's a Roommate. Oh, like, My Cat, yeah. Or that? that no, no, yeah, that one's like, uh, was it, a recluse that, oh. that gets a cat and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like, I hate people, I'm a writer, and then mm-hmm. the cat's mm-hmm. like, so let me open you up to the world, kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a very fluffy show. Um, I, I've never read it, Man and His Cat, since it hasn't been translated yet, so I'm excited ah. to get that one. Um, any other thoughts from anybody about Square Enix getting into publishing? I'm just excited because it's, you know, I see a lot of uh, titles that they put out in Japan, and maybe there's more out there than I realize because they've been licensing them out, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now I know for a fact that it's their stuff and it'll be over here. So it'll, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it kind of puts a dent in other publishers too. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not terrible. No, I mean... I hope they keep licensing out stuff to everybody. You know, what they decide they, they are not going to bring over. Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll let out some more licenses. That'd be cool. Yeah, it feels like there's been a real growth in the manga market. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it has a lot to do with making, um, like, the, I don't want to call it streaming manga, but the ability to read manga oh, yeah, on tablets and, mm-hmm. tablets and mm-hmm. stuff. Very easy, like Shonen Jump, 
99 cents a month and you yeah. get a huge catalog of things 40 uh, i think it's 40 chapters you can read per day um yeah. i think that's really turned a lot of people into oh i really like this series i like reading it on my tablet but i'd rather have it in book form and yeah. have it sitting mm-hmm. there so i think that's really kind of been a big push crunchyroll has a version of it too and i know they have yeah. like and attack they, on titan yeah and they partner with kudansha who mm-hmm. also has a digital format and i know kudansha mm-hmm. if they get enough interest in a title that pushes them to print it too mm-hmm. so yeah yeah there's, there's lots of different strategies out there. Yeah, I, I, the more the merrier. Like, the more stuff they can bring over here, the happier I am. Yes. Because I, uh, the mainstream stuff is always good, but there's always those, I mean, there's titles mm-hmm. that I know, uh, Seven Seeds is one uh, that's getting an anime on Netflix, so maybe. It's a very long-running series, um, but that's always one that uh, I was interested in reading. Um, if you have any series that... You've always wanted translated brought over here that you can think of. Mm, the 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 one that just actually had release was Snow White with the red hair, but it's mm-hmm. currently getting published. So yeah. I'm happy about that. Thank um, you, Viz. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I know apparently Musishi is supposed to be available on digital, but mm-hmm. I need that. Uh, in, I need that in print. I know the Delray versions are so hard to find. <laughs> They're so expensive when you do. Yeah, if you ever get into collecting manga and you're trying to find, I think a really good example is. Um, oh yeah, the title I'm thinking of is uh, "Please Save My Earth." Oh yeah, a very yeah. old Viz series that I remember. We were lucky enough to find it at an old comic shop, and they had the entire run, and we bought it for um, the regular price, and we were looking online, some volumes were going for hundreds of dollars. <laughs> Meanwhile, the owner is like, what? Yeah. That's been dusty. Yeah, yeah, will. yeah, you can always tell. Like, It's always nice when I go into a comic shop and they have a manga section, mm-hmm. um, but I know a lot of people, they're predominantly looking at the comics in their shop, and they're probably not thinking that, you know, manga only has a little, sometimes has a small shelf life, and like mm-hmm. once it gets printed once or twice, that's the end of it. Yep. So, um, so what has everybody kind of been watching or reading? Anything interesting in the last two weeks? Uh, I started in on My Little Monster, mm-hmm. and uh, the anime only gets to about volume four, mm-hmm. so I've been enjoying reading past that. It, it's your typical standard rom-com, but it's still good, and I like the characters because they're not the normal pretty boy that is the smart kid that everybody adores. Um, it goes more for uh, Haru is a little more of the misunderstood, glares at people, but he's really nice. And he's very odd with his personality. Like, he comes out of left field for how he thinks, which is the fresh breath of air on that. And then, uh, oh, I'm going to get her wrong, her name wrong. Shizuka? Mizutani, I think. Um, she's the main nerd girl who just is, like, doesn't understand feelings that well, but kind of does, but not really. And I just enjoy it. And there's, there's Nagoya, the rooster. Slash chicken. What? Yeah, it's a it's a pet. Does, he just shows up. Does, so does it talk or is it more? It does like not a, talk. Is it more like a Moana where it's it, like? It's more like more like that. Yeah, more, more of the realistic. So my little monster that used that used to be released by NIS. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, but now the, it's no longer. Yeah, the limit print. edition's gone. So were you streaming it on Crunchyroll? I or, own it. Oh, you own it. I own okay. It. Yeah. Um, I remember they had an LE set for that, yep. and then it went out of print, and yep. people were wondering if they were going to do a regular yeah. edition that just never came to Yeah, it was, a, it was a good um, adaptation of the manga, too. It was very mm-hmm. very true to the manga source, so I, I would recommend picking that up. It's only 13 volumes, so it's not, not terrible. a... Yeah, it's not a terrible investment mm-hmm. if you're looking for a good story. I guess when you write anything to, like, One Piece or anything, you're like, 13 volumes? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I can <afford> that. <laughs> so, what else has uh, everybody been reading and watching? 
Well, um, I'll double up to, to one that I watched a while ago because I've been pretty busy the past couple weeks. I haven't had a long chance to watch something new, but one of my favorite ones of the past couple months I've watched is Skullface Bookseller Honda-san. Oh, Honda-san. Such a good show. Pretty much it's a guy's autobiographical series about just being a bookseller, just working in a bookstore and dealing with all the weirdness of day-to-day life in the shop. And uh, I used to work at a comic shop for 14 years before coming here. <laughs> and it's real. It's very much so my very life real. experience. And it's oh, it's God. a delight. It cracks me up to see, like, oh, he suffered the same agonies I did, too. These certain customers are looking for these ridiculous things and having these high demands and having to deal with distributors and things like that. And it just it speaks to me. And uh, also speaks to me because we all wear weird masks around here. I'm the unsettling, normal-looking horse head around here. So <laughs> Yeah, you probably should clarify that all the characters actually have, like, masks and different yeah. faces. And Honda-san is really a skeleton. Exactly. It's Who's like, very expressive for a skeleton. Yep. But just, like, one manager has a bag on their head. There's mm. gas masks on. It's just <laughs> all very ridiculous and really wonderful. And definitely we're checking out. We're getting on the manga in soon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm on the uh, the run to review that when it comes mm-hmm. out. So I'm excited to read through that and get a different sort of angle on it. So Yeah, and that was uh, that's a shorter series. All mm-hmm. the episodes are, like, like very bite-sized. Yeah. Which, yeah. like, if you have, like, maybe just time to catch something real quick before you run out yes. the door, it's a... Really good show to watch, and that's currently streaming on Crunchyroll. Yep, that's where I watched it. Cool. So. And it and it's relatable for anyone anywhere that has ever worked in customer service or retail or retail. Yeah, totally relatable. Highly recommend. Will? Oh yeah, uh, I decided to finish up uh, the Sound Euphonium. Mm-hmm. I watched through season one, and I thought it was pretty good. You know, well animated and directed, but I felt like the connect the characters were never really got outside their archetypes. Like, Reyna is the black-haired, very quiet and stoic, but and firm character. Kumiko is the more indecisive, eh, kind of characters. <laughs> and then there's, like, the Mo character who plays, like, the big cello. But, what well, I mean, contrabass, sorry. Oh, but, but Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, she loves that contrabass. She, like, she'll bleed, she'll bleed her fingers off, but Ooh. it's, like, it's great. Uh, but in the second season, the characters really start opening up. And start becoming like more like real people. So with the action, with more of the action and uh, drama that they go through, it starts it, it starts hitting you more often than not. And by the end of the by the end of the show, I was a, it's a great show. I would mm-hmm. highly recommend for anybody anybody to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play trombone in high school, and that one is starting to get pretty high on my list of stuff to watch. So. Oh yeah, one of the one of the one of the supporting yeah. characters is a guy who plays the trombone. Sweet. Uh, for me, I haven't really had a lot of time to watch much. I actually just gone back and just watched some old. Evangelion made me nostalgic, so I watched a couple old episodes of Slayers. Slayers. And uh, <laughs> a couple old episodes of Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that, just to kind of. I, I always kind of like to gauge, like, where are we at now and where did we used to be uh, for things? And I don't know. The, the humor in Slayers still hits me really hard, and I still think it's really, really funny. Um, I know, like, sh- some shows have tried to, like, recreate that kind of, like, I, I know I heard a couple people say, oh, fairy tale, you know, it, it's kind of like Slayers no. with the humor. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, not really. And uh, I mean, the, co- the closest thing I would say, Slayers, like, the humor to something more recent is Konosuba. 
I oh, would yeah, say yeah, kind yeah. of that humor kind of fits in there. Yeah. Um, where you know what? the show what? never gets Whatever. too serious. Yeah. And it's always got a little lightheartedness to it. Um, and even when it does get serious, there's like always this like random let's throw a comedic element in to mm-hmm. break up the drama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love slayers. It's just and also we're. They're looking at a lot of, like, great evergreen titles. Like, Fruits mm-hmm. Basket has just recently got a uh, re-adaptation. And, like, mm-hmm. there's always been those people clamoring for the Yu Yu Hakusho remake. Um, I know they just recently did, like, a movie that had brand new animation mm-hmm. over in Japan. And that looked absolutely beautiful. And that, I mean, uh, Hunter x Hunter has got a remake. But it needed one pretty bad because it never had <laughs> a lot of it adapted. Yeah. And uh, that release was amazing. It kind of slowed down at the end because they were just, like... Oh, maybe since we got this far, he'll pick it up and he'll start writing again. And then the Chimera Ant arc like, kept stretching out and out and out. And then they were just finally like, yeah, he's not going to catch up. <laughs> so they just they got to the point where they could and they just stopped. And hopefully uh, one day he'll finish the story. I don't know if it's a fact that he got to a point where he didn't know where to go with the story anymore. Because, um, I mean, there's a point in the Chimera Ant arc where Gone, uh, the main character basically finds a way to reach a level he shouldn't be able to reach because a good friend of his passes away. And I think they kind of went to a point where the power levels got so high they don't really know where to go from there. It's kind of like the Shonen Syndrome where, like, well, how am I going to, like, go up a level now? They they just need to have different colored hair. Yeah. (laughs) That will solve everything. I mean, Super is like, oh, it's it's Ultra Instinct now. But uh, the new new arc for Dragon Ball Super, the manga, has actually been kind of good because it's going back to Boo. And I, I actually think that this arc might actually have a chance to make the whole Boo arc better than what it was because I always felt that was the worst part of mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z but they're they're looking to redeem some of it and the character of Boo himself so I'm kind of interested because it's the new villain Vegeta and Goku really don't have an ability to fight and Boo can so it's mm-hmm. kind of put Boo in the forefront mm-hmm. of the story and they're going they went back to new Namek and stuff like that so all these elements that I like really liked about the series are really playing a part like this isn't like this is more of the villain is magic has magic powers so we're not looking at like who's stronger who can get stronger mm-hmm. like it's like Goku and Vegeta can't do anything what do you do now get some popcorn and watch yeah um, <laughs> okay and I did uh, so <laughs> I I'll, I'll keep reading it Super's been good so <laughs> all right and so last week we did our very first or two weeks ago we did our very first ever massacre dub theater. <laughs> Oh. Where me and Will gave our best efforts to perform a scene from an anime uh, dubbed and gave you guys the opportunity to try to figure out what the heck we were performing. Uh, so we're going to cut here real quick and kind of play the, the actual dub so you guys might have a better idea of what the hell we were doing. <laughs> where are you going? Why are you going? You told me once to forget the past, because it doesn't matter. But you're the one still tied to the past, Spike. Look at my eyes, Faye. One of them is a fake, because I lost it in an accident. Since then, I've been seeing the past in one eye and the present in the other. So I thought I could only see patches of reality. 
never the whole picture. Don't tell me things like that. You've never told me anything about yourself. So don't tell me now. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. <laughs> Before I knew it, the dream was all over. All right, and so as you can tell, we failed terribly. <laughs> um, we tried our best, but we're not actors here. But we hope you had some fun with that. So we did get some submissions. Uh, uh, I was actually surprised for the first time doing it. We actually got uh, quite a few submissions, so I'm happy you guys uh, are participating in it. And we did have Jake, our marketing manager, uh, pull a winner, and the winner was Peter Maloney. Uh, I didn't have an address or anything like that, but I do have at cover time Pete at Instagram. So congratulations, Peter. You are the winner. You will be getting a $25 Right Stuff gift card and a t-shirt. So just email us uh, at, what was it? rspodcast at rightstuff.com. So please email us back at rspodcast at rightstuff.com. Uh, and let us know what your shirt size is and address, and we will get that sent out to you. So, we have a brand new Massacre Dub Theater for you this week. We didn't learn any lessons. No. <laughs> so, I went ahead and picked a scene. Me and Will are going to step aside this week, and we're going to let Quinn and Chris handle this one. Yeah. Oh, boy. I, I tried to make it a little bit tougher this time. It is from a, a series that is pretty well known. But I tried to pick a scene that I, I always kind of liked, um, and uh, but not one that's, I think, probably the most well-known part of the series. So mm -hmm. we will go ahead and do it. I will say Action and Quinn and Chris will give their best performances ever. All right. All right. <laughs> and Action. Jules, is there something wrong? I'm sorry, Vin. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you've got some nerve. I know. I didn't mean to say... Hell, no one's seen that dumb thing. Not even Marvin. I'm sorry. I'm one tough survivor, aren't I? I mean, I carry around my guilty mo motivation in my pocket like some sniveling little kid with a magic charm. Vincent. You've got no home, no family. The only thing that makes sense is moving forward, but I'm still wasting all this time here looking back. What's wasted? How can you say that? What about Grandma and me? We're a home that's always been here. Why do you want to keep shutting everything out? Oh, don't be so dramatic. What the hell are you getting teary about anyway? And scene. <laughs> Riveting. Yes. I, I will say I think you guys did a better job than... <laughs> yeah. There was no Batman this time, so... Oh, we left out Batman. Yeah, we left out um, Batman. I, I was the Flash? I don't know. Um, all right. So we, this is a bi-weekly podcast, so you guys have about a week and a half to submit to rspodcast at rightstuff.com. Let us know what anime we just butchered, and uh, <laughs> we will announce a winner on our next podcast. Or did we make it better? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> right? Well. Going to get some angry hate mail now. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what they say. Um. So yeah, we're gonna break into. So we are exiting the spring uh, simulcast and entering the summer simulcast mm -hmm. right now. So I thought we would use some time to each of us highlight a show that we really liked from the spring, 
uh, how it kind of ended. I know right now I think most shows have one episode left, mm -hmm. so they're just about to reach the end. Uh, summer's going to be starting in a couple weeks here. Um, we've all kind of gotten a good look at what's going to be coming out. So each of us is going to choose an item from the spring and the summer and kind of talk about why we're excited about the show and what we liked about the show that just aired. So <laughs> we're going to start off with the shows that we just like from spring, and we'll start off with Quinn. What was your favorite show? I was really enjoying Isekai Quartet. I've seen two of the four shows that are featured, and I feel like I'm missing out on so many in-jokes from Overlord and Tanya the Evil, because I have not seen those two. <laughs> but Konosuba and uh, Ray Zero are the other two shows, and I I'm a big Konosuba fan, and oh my gosh, seriously. I feel sorry for people that haven't seen that show, because those inside jokes, wow, you have to know what the heck their characters are yelling at each other for. But it's really interesting, too, because these four shows, the characters like bond with each other across borders and stuff, like Tanya and, and I don't know his name, but the Overlord guy, the skull mask guy, they like bond and find out that they're really the same and that they're just like plagued by their minions and they bond and it's so sweet. And then of course they can't let anybody know that they aren't as badass as what they are. So they put on this front again around everybody else. Um, Konosuba is pretty much exactly like Konosuba where there's meta narration. Aqua is just bouncing off the walls, is getting herself in trouble, getting eaten by a frog. Um, there's so many end jokes, and poor Ram is just berating Subaru like it, no one else. And Amelia has found friends. It's so nice. It's it's a great show, and they do the whole like they've been just transported into a high school and are performing your normal high school activities. And I love the parts where they go off on a field trip and then they come back and suddenly it's field day and one of them points out, wait, wait, we just got back from the trip. Why is field day happening now? And the, the uh, teacher guy is like, eh, ignore that part. And they just move on. <laughs> so yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. I've not seen the final episode, but uh, there is a season two coming. So I was I'm just about happy to say, about that too. I saw there's a second yeah. season and uh, the character from uh, Recarnated as Slime is supposed to be yeah, one of the ones that's that. going to be joining. Mm -hmm. So is this... Does this take place in a classroom? Because the pictures I've seen, yeah. they're in a Okay, so it, they're it's like... Seriously, just the characters just pop into existence in this classroom, and they're all like, what are we doing here? And it's like, all right, <laughs> you're going to sit down and do school things. But they never actually do, like, school work, mm -hmm. per se. They're just doing the activities that are in the schools that are your basic form of uh, high school anime. Mm -hmm. And, like, the, the episodes themselves are only about 10 minutes, so it's really easy, digestible. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to stick around for the ending song because the girls perform it, and it's so cute. And if you find the English translation, it makes a lot more sense and is hilarious because they're talking about, let's do girl talk, and Amelia's like, I don't know what that is. Because <laughs> she's <laughs> been deprived. Yes. It's so sweet. <laughs> so that is Isekai Quartet, and is that all over, or one more episode left? Uh, it is over, but I have yet to see the final episode. Okay, mm -hmm. and the second season is coming later this year? Uh, I just know it's been announced. I don't okay. know an actual date. Cool. All right, Chris, what do you got from spring? All right, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of new series, but I am digging on season two of One Punch Man. Um, I know there was a lot of trepidation about, like, since it was changing studios, leaving Madhouse, whether the quality would keep up. And I think they've done a pretty good job of still making the show look really good. I don't think it's as detailed as it used to be, but it's still as fun as it used to be. And they are just still finding ridiculous superheroes and supervillains to throw out there, like... Like, King, his origin story is just hilarious. He's covered in the first episode. 
and the way they handle him being an S-class hero and not really doing much of anything to earn that status is just kind of brilliant to me. And there's a whole storyline where, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The uh, lead character, Saitama. Um, I can't believe I forgot his name for a second. Uh, he just decides that uh, he wants to get interested in martial arts, so he just enters a martial arts tournament, and uh, Master Bank student Chorenko can no longer compete because he got hurt too much, so Saitama just throws a wig on and enters the tournament himself, <laughs> and it just gets ridiculous from there, and it's just cracks me up so much but it's also cool to see them building up to stuff like oh we've got all these super intelligent monsters what if they all teamed up mm-hmm. and that's the big threat that they're facing this season and so I'm really excited to see how this builds up and climaxes and finishes as a storyline just it's bonkers it's just right in my wheelhouse because I like things that are just insane and nonsensical and this continues to be a great silly dumb show with lots of explosions. It's perfect. Yeah, and uh, One Punch Man, that's currently streaming on only Hulu right now. So yep. I know there are some people who haven't seen it because it's not on Crunchyroll or Funimation. Um, <laughs> Will's crying. <laughs> but it, it will probably get a physical release sometime down the road. I know the first one did really good. And uh, kind of to Chris's point, too, yeah, the animation, a different studio kind of took it on. Um, and, you know, it's not up to what um, the quality of the first season uh, by Madhouse. Hmm. But I, it's still it's still pretty good. Um, the It's good to get used to this because uh, Studio Wet, who's been doing Attack on Titan, will not be doing Attack on Titan next season. Mm-hmm. Um, Studio Wet is going to be doing a show called Vinland Saga. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm actually sorry to all you Attack on Fight fans out there. I would <laughs> rather have Studio Wet doing Vinland Saga than I would have them doing Attack on Titan. And Second you will that. you will understand. Uh, those who have read it will understand. Those who start watching the show when it comes out will understand as well. Um, so yeah, that's One Punch Man on Hulu. Will, what do you got from Spring? Well, I have been catching up and watching this uh, Demon Slayer show. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the the Ufo Table. Ufo Table? Ufo Table, I believe Ufo. it is. Their tax evasion and whatnot. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ufo Table is finally making a shonen anime. Uh, I haven't ever seen the Fate series, but... After seeing this series, I am very, very much interested in going back to Fate because the animation in the series has been absolutely stellar, especially their use of uh, computer animation because mm-hmm. they like to be they like to have a lot of movement in, with their camera. Yeah, the camera. So that requires a three D space to mm-hmm. move around in. So they use a lot of like sets, settings, and make a make them all like three D with background mm-hmm. and foreground. Oh man, it it is a a beautiful show. It is just a beautiful show to watch. It really really brings up everything else on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters themselves are a lot stronger than I thought. Uh, I'm one of those people that think of shonen anime as young boys that yell really hard. <laughs> so to see so to see Tenjiro still yell really hard, but yeah. like. He still has more like motive. He has like a, a stronger motivation than just wanting to become stronger. I guess he's calmer too. Uh huh. Yeah. He's just a he's calmer and like he actually has a sister and his sister <laughs> actually like does stuff. Yes. Which is which was a welcome sign. I thought mm-hmm. after hearing the concept it was like oh she'll just be in the background mm-hmm. or 
she'll just be there to look look cute, be a cute kawaii demon. But she's really gotten a lot more into like the action, which was really great. Nice. And even like some of the other other like things that I thought were lesser, like her just falling asleep for like a year and a half while he was yeah. while Tenji was training, like that seems to actually be a a big plot point that'll be more explained later on as it goes along. Which is really great, uh, I like on writer's part to make it more integral to the plot. Mm-hmm. Still kind of weirded out that the that master decided to be like, "Ooh, all of the all of the humans are your family," kind of like mind manipulation, I guess, or hypnotism. <laughs> oh, which was kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was kind of weird, but like. I mean, I guess it kind of works. It's not a, it's not a huge, huge deal. I, I kind of was like, why is that even in there? I thought she was just like that. She's a nice girl, <laughs> darn it. Yeah. <laughs> just happens to be part demon. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And, like, I feel like the demon designs are also really well done. They're, mm-hmm. It's, like, it's one of those uh, things where every, every demon has their own unique look and feel to them, mm-hmm. and they all act you don't get that monster of the week feel that you yeah. get yeah. from all the yeah. uh, CW uh, superhero shows. Yeah. I guess is the best thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's really interesting, and it's nice that that the author remembers that the demons were people too, mm-hmm. and they uh, and they have personalities, and not all the demons act act the same or even are aligned the same. Yeah, some well. aren't even violent. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of them are really nice, like yeah. like Nezuko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, it I I think the show. I liked reading the manga, but after seeing what a good studio can do with a shonen title, mm-hmm. I think it really just elevates it to a whole another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like that the the main character too doesn't fall into a lot of the tropes that I've seen in shonen titles, where it's like Black Clover, where I think it's Asta is like constantly screaming or super annoying like (laughs) he is very focused he knows what his goal is the side characters are the ones that bring in the comedy or the (laughs) wackiness which i think is important uh zanitsu uh who reminded me a lot of what was his name from inuyasha the one that moroku yeah yes uh where he just yeah flounders over girls uh, I mean, he wasn't a scaredy cat. This guy's a giant scaredy cat. But uh, the latest episode just revealed that his true power only comes when he is uh, falling asleep from being <laughs> yeah. so stressed out over the situation. I, I will say that the first episode he was in, he reminded me of the main character of Black Clover where he was just yelling all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, would you shut him up? Oh, my yeah. gosh, I can't put up with this. But now that I know... <laughs> What happens mm-hmm. to him, he has a right to be scared out of his mind. Yeah. And oh. uh, they're going to get a little bit into his move or his ability, too, mm. where it is different than everybody else because I don't want to really ruin it. Yeah, don't but ruin it. I won't ruin spoilers. it. Spoilers. But it is cool. And uh, <laughs> um, they also got into the uh, the guy with the boar head as yeah, well. That yeah. Was, uh, when I saw that guy in the people's, I was like, all right. I'm still sitting cool. here going, is he a demon? Is he a human? Is he, what, what the heck is mm-hmm. he? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. So yeah, uh, Demon Slayer, which I think is streaming almost everywhere. I think they have a dub on mm-hmm. Funimation now. Mm-hmm. It is on Hulu. It is on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. So you have plenty of places to watch it. And uh, I believe they're going to jump right into the second season. Yeah, um, I think there's right. not going to be yeah, a break. It's 24 episodes, um, yeah. And they've got plenty of material to work with. So mm-hmm. as long as 
uh, UFO table doesn't run out of money after whatever <laughs> happens with their tax evasion plan, this show can keep going. And I don't want them to run out of money because they need to finish uh, Fate Stay Night, uh, the Heaven's Feel um, uh, story yeah, as well. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so for my spring choice, um, I kind of cheated because it was something that started the season before, but it ended in spring, and that is Dororo. Um, this finally just ended this week, and I have to say, I really did actually like the ending. Um, I don't, I don't want to say it completely stuck the landing. I thought there was a couple uh, things that they didn't kind of touch on, um, like when uh, Hiyakamaru finally gets back. Um, spoilers for people who haven't finished this. Okay, so actually what I'll do is I won't even get into it. <laughs> what I'll say is the show really did, uh, for the most part, stick to landing. There's a couple things they didn't touch on. But I think that the main character, Hyakumaru and Doro, got good endings. Um, it leaves off in a way where I would love to see an OVA one day to just see kind of what happens to them. But... Um, the demons in the show were great. It is very much a show um, is based on an old manga by Tezuka from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically just took that idea. And there are themes and ideas that they go off of. But the story is very much uh, just a very loose adaptation. And the way they run with it. If anybody ever needs to see, hey, how do you take a very old property and make it into something new? Mm-hmm. Dororo is a great example of that. Um, their relationship really did carry the show. It was very balanced. Like, you had your episodes where something very deep and sad would happen that would build these characters up. And then they would have an episode. I think one of the ones I really liked was uh, they ended up going to a place where they had a curse on the village from a little demon, like an imp demon, that Whatever people said out loud was the opposite of what they were thinking. Oh, so, so what ends up happening is Dororo and Hyakamaru go there. They meet this girl. They have to get his swords repaired. And he basically, Hyakamaru ends up marrying the swordman's daughter because she wants to get married. And, like every, and she's very beautiful. But everyone in the village is like, oh, don't go to her house. She's ugly. You won't be able to look at her. And at the beginning of the episode, you're just like... I don't understand. Like, she's very beautiful. Why do they keep saying these terrible things about her? And they're saying, like, oh, her father is the worst swords, like, maker ever. But he's, like, the most talented. And, like, you almost feel like you're in backwards world. And then, like, eventually Dororo finds out what's going on. And, like, he's like, oh, this is what's going on. Like, and Hyakumaru doesn't want to marry this girl. But he keeps saying that, oh, I love you. And, like, they're getting ready to have the ceremony and everything. They figure out what's going on. So there's really good lightheartedness. Like, the people that would say, oh, that's, like, a filler episode episode um i wouldn't say so i think it's just kind of there to kind of establish like you know this is a very kind of dark story of somebody trying to find themselves um after going through hell like this like yakamaru goes through hell to get back his humanity mm-hmm. and dororo is like the only one really there by his side the whole time uh the last episode brings everybody back together as well the the adopted father that raised him and it, it just kind of gives a complete whole um ending to it uh including he has a last interaction with his father who is the one that put him uh on a boat and sent him out to sea because he had no limbs, no eyes, no ears because he had given them all to a demon to, so they would have uh, their lands would have grain and it would grow and everything mm-hmm. would be prosperous. So 
Um, it's just an absolutely great show. It was unfortunately on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I don't know how many people got to see it. I pray that somebody picks it up and gives it one heck of an awesome release. So, um, and, and shameless plug, if you're looking for the old uh, manga, we do have it. It's available on our site. Yes. Uh, Vertical mm-hmm. has released it, and it yep. is uh, actually a really good edition. I did not own it, and I picked it up uh, when I really got into the series to see the difference between the two. And it's, uh, um, it is old. It moves slow, mm-hmm. but it's a good. I think it's a really good companion to the show itself. Yeah, so that's Dororo. Uh, so we'll move over into the summer spotlights. Mm-hmm. So these are the shows that are going to be coming out that we are excited about. Mm-hmm. Quinn, what are you excited about from this summer? I have a dueling uh, two that I, I can't pick from. Um, so <laughs> one, I think Funimation is doing a very good job pushing this, and hopefully people are not living under a rock. But Fire Force. Uh, this is also by the same creator of Soul Eater, and it's got that same kind of vibe. The main character is uh, Shinra, and he has just joined a fire brigade, which isn't exactly how you think of fire brigades, because they're out to put out... I forgot what they refer to them as. Uh, but they're fighting spontaneous human combustion. So people will just literally burst into flames, and people have also like gotten powers with fire, but it's generational, so first generation has no firepower, second generation can do some things with fire, and the third generation, like Shinra, can like run exceedingly fast, and he burns things when he runs, and so he doesn't wear any shoes, <laughs> even though he's fighting fires. It sounds really weird, but it's really cool. I've been reading the manga, and um, there's some conspiracy going on with one of the companies, and they get further into that as the show goes on. Um, I'm looking forward to the action sequences too. They look very well animated from the previews that I've seen. So I'm getting really excited for that. And I think that Soul Eater kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but the marketing for Funny really picked it up. So I'm kind of thinking that Fire Force may already have a head start on that, but hopefully it gains more steam, no pun intended. Hmm. Um, The other show that I'm looking forward to is To Abandon the Sacred Beasts. I've read some of the manga on this as well, and it's an apocalyptic world where some people have like they're not really werewolves but they like can transform similarly and they all have different monster powers and the main twist is that they had fought to save the world I believe it's been a while since I've read it but uh, now that this has happened they are now considered the enemies because they're too overpowered and some of them are now hunting their own kind and there's military uh, stuff going on in there too. Um, The main girl, which I can't remember her name, she's um, become part of this as well, even though she's not one of the incarnate. Uh, It's it's looking really good. Um, The color palettes are really subdued. It's a little brighter in my mind, but I've read the manga, so the differences I'm looking forward to seeing. Those are the two shows that I'm looking forward to for the summer. Cool. Um, the Abandoned Sacred Beast one, I've mm-hmm. read the first volume and I really, really liked it, so mm-hmm. I think that one. And the Fire Force, I, I'm going to be probably, I don't know if everybody here has seen Soul Eater, but mm-hmm. um, I never got, I heard the manga was better than the... Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, Although, um, and I, know, I only yeah. watched the first part of the sh- the part where it cuts off where it no longer adapts the uh, manga is where I cut off, and uh. it was episode 26, so... See- Soul Eater for me was kind of odd because I watched the whole thing and was like, that was dumb. 
and mm. I never intended to go back to it. And then mm. it wouldn't leave me alone for like a couple of weeks and just kept <laughs> bugging me. And I'm like, fine. So I watched it again and I liked it. Mm. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the, like, like in Soul Eater, you've got uh, the sneers from Soul and they're really cocky. Mm-hmm. And Shinra's kind of the same way mm-hmm. from what I've read in the manga. So if you enjoyed that kind of personality, that's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Chris, what do you got for the summer? Um, the one I'm looking most forward to is uh, Dr. Stone. Um, it's based off a manga written by uh, Ryuchiro Inagaki, who is the uh, creator of Ice Shield 21, which is a fun manga about American football. It was also a series. If you haven't checked it out, I suggest doing so, because I thought it was a blast. But this one is a little more serious and definitely a lot more sci-fi. The whole concept of the show, it revolves around a high school student named Taiju and his best friend Senku. And Taiju's about to confess to a girl that he has feelings for her. And that's, of course, when a wave wipes the entire Earth and causes everybody to become petrified. So all of humanity just turns to stone, and apparently they're conscious the entire time, or at least most of them are, or a few of them, because uh, when Taiju finally is released from there, he finds out that his friend Senku has already gotten out, and that that's actually about 3,600 years in the future. And so while humanity's been frozen into stone, everything else has just kept on going. There's still plants, there's still animals, life goes on. But people are slowly starting to pop out, and Senku has decided he's going to use science to fix everything. And so he's come up with a chemical that can release people, but one of the people he releases decides that only a few people should get to come back, and that's where the drama comes from in there. But uh, it's a Shonen Jump title already, and it's just one that I've seen that looks conceptually really cool, because it's like a really interesting sci-fi idea that instead of just taking a lot of like classic fantasy tropes or things like that, it takes us to somewhere really different. Like, just using science as a superpower, I think it's going to be a really cool way to tell a story. So that's the one I'm most excited for. I know if you want to get a sneak peek, there is a trailer for it up already on Crunchyroll. I suggest checking that out because it does look really cool. Yeah, that's going to be streaming like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be getting a dub from Funimation. So yeah. I... Uh, it's going to be a big success. Yeah. I think I so. so. I, I'm just sitting here going, 3,600 years? That's a long time to be bored. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, well, well Seiku, Seiku passed the time by counting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's apparently how he kept himself from becoming, becoming completely so. It's just like, all right. That it's sounds Tuesday like somebody now. with a very high IQ and yeah. what they would probably end up doing. <laughs> yeah. That, so. Well, like, I, I, we sell the manga already, and, mm. like, he has clothes that just have, like, E equals MC squared and blazing on him, so if you couldn't tell, he's the science guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Shonen Jump. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, what do you got for the summer spotlights? Yeah, for one that I'm looking forward to is called Astra Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea behind it is that it's set in a future where space travel has become more of a like a commercial safe safe endeavor so everybody does it and so these nine high schoolers go on a trip to essentially planet camp so like there's space mm-hmm. camp but instead they get to go out hiking on like a on like an extraterrestrial planet mm-hmm. but when they get there they start they encounter this giant sphere of light and then when they get like engulfed in it they end up being transported 5,000 light years away from planet earth 
just in the middle of space. They're just floating around in a vacuum of space. And eventually they're all able to find each other and discover this long-abandoned old spaceship that they end up calling the Astra. Whoa. <laughs> and the rest of the plot is about them trying to trying to get their trying to get back home and finding out that there are bigger stakes in the story beyond just their own survival. So I think it's just a really interesting idea. The manga that the the manga that the anime is based off of won on one of those prestigious manga manga awards uh, just just actually this year. So I'm really interested in seeing like the quality of the show. And plus, I'm just a guy that really likes space. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I love like movies and TV shows that where space is like a big element, whether mm-hmm. it's like something like Gravity or anime like Planetes, mm-hmm. Planetes especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really hoping some good old serious, serious sci-fi. Nice. Yeah, this this sounds like a little like Lord of the Flies meets Star Trek Voyager, and I'm like, okay, I want to watch this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe this is a Viz title too. The yeah, manga, yeah, yeah, the manga is a Viz title. It's only five volumes long, so oh, wow. the idea is that this that that their their set of episodes are going to be beginning, middle, end of everything. Hmm. So oh wow, so they're gonna do it all in one season. Yeah, hmm. nice. So it's one of those nice nice short series that you definitely should check out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I think I believe that's going to be uh, on Crunchyroll as well. I didn't. I uh, hope so. The trailers, <laughs> the trailers, the said Amazon Prime in English. Oh, uh, never mind. But, no. but it could just be. Oh, it's no. yeah, It could be Amazon Prime in Japan, <laughs> we're, we're and it's available now. overseas. Yeah. The believe um, it. I'll kind of yeah. I'll jump oh, on that. Does. My title is going to be Vinland Saga. The Vinland Saga is also Amazon Prime, and it will only be Amazon Prime. Uh, so Astra is probably going to be... And it just blows my mind uh, the way Amazon works. Like Amazon's like, let's not license a lot, but let's license the best. Yeah. And that's literally what they do. Yeah. They get that one show that you can't live without, and they license that. And they're like, hey, if you want to come watch it, become an Amazon Prime member. And it's just like, oh... Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think Made in Abyss was the one yes. that broke me. Yeah. Where yes. I just said, I can't do it anymore. I have to get an Amazon Prime account. And then I end up binge watching Recreators, which um, I like that show. Um, it, it is pretty good. I do recommend you guys, if you ever get Amazon Prime, to go back and watch that one. But Made in Abyss, they've had Land of the Lustrous, mm-hmm. uh, which is another great one. Uh, Made in Abyss and Land of the Lustrous, uh, you can get through Sentai now. Yeah, they're on uh, high dive now. Um, the main the best has a really nice premium edition, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super nice. But <laughs> Do you still have the Land of Lustre Studio books? No, they are uh, they're no. gone. Yeah, they're gone. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Amazon Prime is the. Uh, I just to me, it's like <laughs> it's a streaming service that just grabs a really good show and just makes you have to subscribe, and it's just like either go half, either go like all the way or not at all, but. Um, they used to have that exclusive contract with, um, I can't remember what the name of that small studio was, um, mm-hmm. that did, um, I see the opening of the little girl on the chair. They did the short, oh, the oh. Tom in a Block, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. has been around, um, mm-hmm. for a long time. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. I digress. Uh, so my, <laughs> my summer spotlight, uh, is Vinland Saga. Um, I want to recommend this for everybody who is disappointed in the ending of Game of Thrones. 
who want a giant epic story that only gets better as the story goes on. Um, if this show is able to adapt everything that's come out, um, by the time we get to the end or where they're at, um, you're just going to be absolutely blown away. The story, the writing gets better and better as it's going on. Um, it is loosely based on actual historical things that happened. Um, it is from the 11th century. Uh, it is about a group of Danish invaders, Vikings, uh, that uh, go and basically conquer parts of England. Um, it follows uh, the main character, Thorfinn, uh, that he basically, his father is murdered, and the whole story is about his, him working towards getting the vengeance for his father. Um, it is a very long, epic story. It introduces a lot of characters. It introduces characters that will be in, literally drawn in the background. They will say no dialogue, and they become important later on. Oh, like, it's nice. one of those kind of things. Um, I've, I've just been absolutely, since I picked up the very first volume of the series, I was blown away. The detail, the, mm -hmm. the drawing is outstanding. Studio Wet, um, which I kind of mentioned before, is no longer going to be doing Attack on Titan, is doing this show. Um, the previews for it just look absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and breathtaking. Um, I'm super excited for the show. Um, I, I think this will probably end up being my favorite show this season. I know I said that about Dororo. Um, I think that was more, it surprised me how good of an adaptation it was. But Vinland Saga, um, they're going to have to screw up majorly in the adaptation of the writing to really make this bad because it is such a great story. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I will warn you, if you uh, do not like violence, do not watch those. <laughs> yeah. It is very violent. Yeah, like there are people, uh, the way they get killed is very Dark Ages style. We compared it to games of Game of Thrones, so people yes. should be warned. Yeah. Yes, there's, there's betrayals. <laughs> and I, I don't like to do that thing where I'm like, oh, it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. This will be the next Game of Thrones. Yeah. But like, if you, if you just like that style of a very epic story with yeah. lots of characters and things that are said and things that are done that won't um, really play out for chapters and chapters uh, later on, um, this is the kind of thing for you. So, yeah. Vinland Saga... Sadly, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm almost guessing somebody will license this and release it because uh, uh, it is a yeah. great series. And I am excited to see all the copies of Inland Saga manga start flying off the shelves because mm -hmm. people figure out how great this series is. And it's a is. nice hardcover edition, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The uh, part I always remember, too, is there was a time where Kandansha... Uh, didn't know if they were going to finish the manga because mm -hmm. it is hardcover. Yep. It is very expensive to make hardcover manga mm -hmm. and the sales were not great for it. And it was such a good series. So like a bunch of people online were like, please finish the series. Yeah, like it's yeah. so great. Like, and they went ahead and they, they've done everything that has come out in Japan. And I think it's really going to pay off now because now we're getting a great anime adaptation of it and people are really going to be able to discover it. Mm -hmm. So... Cool. So that's our spring and summer uh, highlights uh, for you. Um, as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, we have been gearing up for our birthday sale. It is starting this Sunday. This Sunday! Mm -hmm. We're going to have Sunday, over Sunday. a thousand items in the sale, bundles, uh, yep. a lot of great vendors. Uh, they're going to be Funimation, Sentai. Uh, in the second week, you're going to see J-Novel make uh, their very first appearance yep. in our sale, which mm -hmm. I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. Kadancha Vertical, Viz Media, mm -hmm. Viz Books. A lot of variety of for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, Japan Anime Games, board game bundles. Um, yep. We work really hard to create a great sale for you. Um, so this Sunday, come over. Uh, we've got Mega Deals, adult Mega Deals every day. They're going to change. Um, 
there's going to be some really good pricing on some of these mega deals. I already, mm-hmm. we've already went over some of the pricing, and I know I've heard people say, "Oh, I got to buy that." I haven't been pre-shopping at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited about the sale. We put a lot of work into it, um, and we're excited to see what people have to say. I know Will, we're running a bunch of different contests all oh, month yeah. long, yeah. every single day. People have a chance to win something. Oh man, we got some cool stuff to yeah, get involved. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We've been taking pictures uh, to post up on the mm-hmm. site. And yep. There, there was some. I wish, I wish I could sign up. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're also gonna be running a couple of different contests. One we're gonna be doing is a gift card for people taking pictures of their hauls. Mm-hmm. So this year we want you guys to send us pictures of the things you ordered and how much you love them and stuff like that. Send us over uh, pictures through Twitter, Facebook, and you'll be entered into a contest to win a gift card. So we love to see the joy that you guys have. Um, yes. I know. We put a lot of time and effort into creating the sale, and we like to see the effects and the happiness that it brings to people. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Crying so. wallets. Crying wallets. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think hopefully, hopefully... Crying wallets, happy spending. Everybody exactly. is kind of trained to know that we have a birthday sale coming up every <laughs> July now, so people have been saving their money. I know mm-hmm. I have. Ditto. So... That's what's going on. And then uh, me and Jake will be at Anime Expo next week. Um, we will be running all over the place with our heads cut off. We, uh, we don't have a booth there, unfortunately. It's just a little too far away from us here in Iowa all the way to L.A. But we will be on the uh, floor quite a bit uh, meeting with a lot of our friends and publishers. So we'll be wearing right stuff shirts. So if you see me and Jake, come up, say hi, uh, give us a talk. We always love to meet our fans and people who uh, love what we're doing. So, yeah, if you see us, come up and say hi. Um, the week after that, we will also be having uh, Anime Iowa going on. Yep. Um, that we will be at. Um, that our back porch. Yeah. yeah, so it's here. We're in Grimes. It's in Des Moines. It like it's like a 20-minute drive for us. Yeah. Uh, so it's our home convention. Uh, sadly, they will be moving back to Coralville next year. But uh, uh, they're here in Des Moines one last year. We will have a table there. Um, we will be having panels. Uh, I'll be running a trivia panel on... Saturday, no, Friday night, I'll be running a trivia panel. We'll have our industry panel that Saturday, and then um, I run a panel called Shiny New Anime, where I kind of go over all the highlights of things that have been streaming in the last year, Um, so if you want to come check that out. Um, So hopefully we have a good attendance to that, so if you are in the area, want to stop at Anime Iowa, we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. come see us. Um, But yeah, I think that's about it. Um, If you ever have any questions for us or just want to know some kind of weird fact about us, you can always email us. (laughs) I know. You can always email us at uh, rspodcast at writestuff.com. As long as it's an appropriate question, we might read it here (laughs) on the podcast and uh, give you some information into how our daily lives are here at Right Stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also, uh, don't forget, you can go to rspodcast at rightstuff.com and enter in for our Massacre Dub Theater on what we destroyed today as well. also, our uh, podcasts are streaming almost everywhere a podcast is. Yeah. Uh, Will, uh, we're on Apple Music. Yeah, Apple. We got we got the Googles. We the got Googles. the we got the Spotify's. We've got the, the Overhaul. Over. Yeah. Overhaul. Spotify. We got the Anchors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, <laughs> wherever you guys subscribe to us, please leave us uh, feedback, ratings. We always appreciate it. We like to know what you guys like, what you guys might not like, or what you guys might want to see in our podcast since our podcast is still kind of in its infancy. Yeah. So, But yeah, that's kind of all we have for you guys today, uh, and we'll see you here in 
maybe two weeks. If we survive, <laughs> oh, we survive the birthday sale and oh, all the um, all the uh, thing. The what are we going to? Expo and anime. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're so stressed. We don't. Yeah, even know what we're that's the thing. About. It's it's birthday and then nothing else. <laughs> there is so much more else. I've been so. living in July for months. Yes. Right. Oh, It'll man. be July and Monday. <laughs> Our sale starts Sunday, which is still in June. 32 days. Yay! Woo! It's our 32-bit sale. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and joining us today, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye! Bye! The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Right Stuff Anime. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions or comments to rspodcast at brightstuff.com and we might just answer them in a future episode. That's rspodcast at brightstuff.com.